Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We are here with Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked, but also he has a few surprises that he's recently announced. Jason Lee, welcome. Nice to thank you for having me. Nice to be oh, here. My gosh, I have to say I've been following you for at least the last five years. You've completely grown your business out. It's, I mean, it's wild. Did you think that you'd be here today when you started your business back in 2015? Of course. I mean, I didn't know I would. I didn't know I would be. Yes, I can, I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I knew I was gonna be here. I mean, I, I started my business kind of building out the exit. So I started the business with the idea of how I wanted to end it and then just filled in between everything strategically to get to that, um, that final destination, having a talk show or having my own talk show, whether it be daytime on a network or building my own show was always an idea. I just didn't know that I was going to be forced to just build my own, to prove to myself, to my audience and to the, the world that I was worthy and ready. Nice. And then, you know, on top of that, I don't want to get too much into the reality TV of it all, but was that sort of in your mind when you were featured on reality TV in the past? Was that just a stepping stone to get to where you wanted to get? Or did you see yourself or see yourself being on reality TV for a long time? No, I mean, I didn't grow up with the ambitions of being famous or being a reality star. I still don't want fame. I mean, fame comes with the work as you continue to grow and you get the visibility around the world. Pop on different shows like now your audience is going to be introduced to me and then they're going to want to go see what I'm doing. And then some may stick and some may not. But fame was never a thing for me. Um, Getting on the reality show for me was just the fastest way in to marketing my business. So that way the world would know immediately the name of my business, what I was doing, my face, and then, you know, be able to capture them so they could follow me on the journey. And so uh, Queen Latifah told me a long time ago when I started, she said, you know, just really, you know, get your audience, get them and, and make sure you have a very deep relationship with your audience and then take them on a journey throughout your career. Okay. And, you know, what I think is wild about this too, is a lot of people who start out, um, on reality TV shows, it's like they don't necessarily understand or get it. Hey, you have a platform. This is the time to use this, use this platform to market the hell out of yourself and build something bigger because this can come to an end before you know it. And you did that. And I was reading about your background a little bit. Is it actually true that you started Hollywood Unlocked with $100 in your pocket? Yeah, $100. You know, I used to hear these stories and be like, these people are so stupid. These people are so fake. This is, there's no way. Yeah, I started, I had $100. Of course, I had my URL. I had my website. I had no idea what I was doing with it. Instagram was free. So I started with Instagram and me and a couple friends were just posting on the Instagram and writing stories on the website. And um, then I got on Love & Hip Hop. And then while I was on Love & Hip Hop, I scrounged up some more money to kind of start rebuilding the website while I was going through the show. I wasn't even really Hollywood Unlocked at the time. But in the show, I was saying I was Hollywood Unlocked and talking about it as if I had been around for years. So that way, when it launched, it looked like a, a, a formidable brand. And then people, you know, of course, then we started going harder with the content. Nice. And then 
For Hollywood Unlocked, how would you say that you differ from other media outlets? Well, I don't know if they have a face to theirs. You know, I own my platform. I own the work that all my staff do. I have an amazing team at Hollywood Unlocked and at the Jason Lee Show. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm outside. You know, just the other day I went and did an interview at at Sirius and ran into a new artist named Lola Brooke and talked with her about, you know, her career. And she she attributed a lot of her early success now with the buzz being built around being posted on Hollywood Unlocked, which I didn't even know she was posted because my team does all that. But um yeah, I mean, I think what differs is I'm in the streets. I'm very much in the mix of what's happening. I coined myself as the post of pop or Hollywood Unlocked as the post of pop culture. And I find myself just really being able to enjoy the world in which I report on because it's something that motivated me as a young person to make it through difficult times. I was infatuated with pop culture and celebrity culture. And now I get to live in it. And so, yeah, I think that's what makes me different. Do you always think that you will be i mean do you anticipate being the face of hollywood unlocked and having the jason lee show for a long time is that what you want to do you want to always be the host well i'll always be the host of the jason lee show because i'm the only jason lee um but as far as the hollywood unlocked um brand at some point i want to exit you know i just got my valuation of 50 million dollars and you know i have more ambitions of what i want to do this year, we shot an award show last year. Um, I spent $640,000 to shoot this proof of concept project because I believed in having my own award show. And I created the Hollywood Unlocked Impact Awards and we honored Floyd Mayweather. We had Mariah Carey come out. We had Lizzo and, and Tiffany Haddish hosted and Jennifer Lewis and a bunch of people came out to support that. And so now this year, we're going to go bigger and better. We're talking to networks about um, partnering with us on that. We're looking at different models in which we either buy time on the air and then pay for it ourselves and then take all the advertising money or sell to a brand, but retain ownership or sell to a network. But, you know, we have options. I'm looking at, you know, starting my own music festival. I just launched my courses um, and I'm building out my university and looking at just different ways that I can continue to expand in the world of media in all the different verticals in which media lives. Do you have a background in business and marketing or do you just implement the right people? No, neither. I have a GED. I left high school early, um, got a GED, wanted to go to work. I didn't went to college, took some courses, got bored with that. Um, I don't do well in an educational environment. I left high school, then I left college um, and just went to work. And I've had a lot of really good careers that have taught me a lot of skills. So I'm really good on skill building. I'm really good on code switching. I'm really good at messaging and organizing and and leadership. Um, I did, uh, you know, want to finish college because I wanted that degree. But then I I was just like, I don't, it's not necessary. What I do have is just passion and determination. And I have um, a very good work ethic. I've never had an agency that's worked for me. I've been signed to CAA and ICM. Neither one have ever given me a deal. In fact, they were both a waste of time. And then I've never had a manager until recent. I started working with a team, but, but they still haven't brought me any deals yet. We're just, they're helping me to form and structure the ideas that I have and take them out to people. But Everything I've been able to do from raising money to, you know, developing my program, even developing the show and building out my own set. I did all that uh, on my own with the people that I've hired, my team. When I was watching on Instagram, you showing how the Jason Lee show, like the set and how it was all happening. I was like, damn, this is this is pretty much someone who's saying, well, you tried to tell me how to do what I want to do. You tried to tell me I couldn't do certain things. And I just said to you guys, well, piss off. I'm going to do it however I want to do it. And I'm going to put my Jason Lee flair on it. I thought that that was pretty fascinating. 
Yeah, I'm I'm paying homage to Wendy as well. Wendy is a blueprint and an icon. I'm having dinner with her on Monday. Um, and I'm going to show her the set that I built. And, you know, when I look at Wendy and what she built over at her show, she had a lot of her personality there, the really vibrant colors and the, the different prints and different things like that. And I really, you know, Hollywood Unlocked Blue and Black and White has kind of been our foundational colors and brand and aesthetic. But the Jason Lee brand me, Jason, I, my favorite color is red. And I think red just has a certain level of vibrance. When you walk in, red is dangerous. Red is sexy. Um, you know, and so when I wanted to develop this, I talked to my art director, Sean Harrison. I said, look, I really want to come up with a different uh, look, a different feel, different fonts, more edgy, sexier, uh, vibrant, um, very animated. And that's what we came up with. And for those who are watching the Jason Lee show, now that this is you know, brand new and you launched with an incredible guest, we have Cardi B. First of all, Again, I know I've said this a couple of times, but I'm so fascinated with the way that you've built this out, the guests that you're able to bring on, the way that you're just like, you know what, maybe a music festival, I'm going to launch an award show. I have a $50 million valuation. And on top of that, let's just do the Jason Lee show with Cardi B. Yeah. What? I mean, Cardi is like a sister. So I love her tremendously. We talk every day. I haven't talked to her today because honestly, I'm exhausted. I did the breakfast host to the breakfast club today and yesterday. And then I have more press and stuff to do. But um, I love Cardi when I was when I when I wanted to do the Wendy show and they didn't you know, they said I wasn't big enough to do it. Uh, she was really bummed for me. You know, she wanted to see me win because she felt that I had put in the work and she believed in me. And she would call and check on whether or not they gave me the opportunity. And so when she heard I was building my own show, she was calling me, plotting it out. Like, how are you going to release it? Who's going to be first? I'm coming through. Okay, well, I'll be in town on this day. Can I? She literally landed in town on one day. Three days later, she was in the studio full glammed. Wow. And I feel like a lot of people have to, especially with the level that you get into you you say that nothing's off limits you allow yourself to get a little bit messy no one's really safe if there's something to be talked about we're talking about it do you find that 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 you have to ride a fine line because a lot of these people within the industry are still your friends so it kind of makes you nervous to talk about certain things are you just like hey sorry we're still friends but i'm saying whatever i want to say Cardi actually addresses that in the um, interview because there are times where I have to talk about things that she doesn't like, but she respects my job just like I respect her job. I, what I do is a job. Let's start with that. I think because it comes out of a human being and you see my animation and you see my thoughts and all that, people tend to not be able to separate the fact that I'm human and have a job and career. And then I'm also just a person. Um no, I think that when I see something happen, you know, I always say that proximity changes perception. So if I'm talking to a Kanye West every day and then I see something that he does, um, I can call him and ask him what he what happened or whatever and get his perspective. And then my reporting is going to be far more thorough than anybody else because I'm going to have front hand um, experience or front hand knowledge. Um, and so I don't think that it compromises my integrity of being able to say what I think, because I'm a culture critic. I give a critique of what I think and being my friend. If you're my friend, you understand that there are going to be good days and bad days when it comes to me having to cover you. Um, and you get to determine how you handle that. But my real friends understand that, but I don't have many real friends who are celebrities. I mean, I am friendly with a lot of celebrities and I know a lot of celebrities, but to call them friends, you know, I can count them on one hand. Okay. And then on top of that, since we do have 
the Jason Lee show. You keep calling it the Jason Lee experience. We have this show. How many times a week are we going to be putting out new episodes with new guests? Like, what is the format here? Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah, the Jason Lee experience. Um, so I have the Jason Lee show on Revolt. That's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna hear the audio on Mondays on Revolt. There's a tune in alert for to listen to it on on Revolt, or we're all pa- podcast um, uh, air. And then on Tuesday, you'll be able to hear uh, watch it on the Revolt Linear broad, broad, um, Broadcast Network. So wherever they broadcast, I'm still learning where they all broadcast. I know there's Revolt on television, but they also stream other places. And then you'll be able to watch it on Revolt's YouTube channel the following day on Wednesday. So that's the Jason Lee show where you see the set where me and Cardi are sitting. Then the Jason Lee podcast, which I'm developing now and finalizing a couple of partnerships, so will launch on our own YouTube channel in partnership with our platform that we choose. And we do have a few offers, but um, I'm using my time to take up the best offer. And then after the Jason Lee show airs on Revolt on Wednesday night, um, you'll be able to go to HollywoodUnlocked.com and watch us in a watch what happens style live after show in Jason Lee After Dark. And that's where fans will be able to interact. Guests will be able to come in and drink as we talk through the episodes and some of the topics that are going on in the week that uh, in the culture that week. So you have no time to sleep. That's why we're talking about the tea and the cappuccinos. I well, get it. Well, the tea is okay. So, Jason Lee After Dark and the Jason Lee podcast is all tea. It's just going to be tea. It's going to be fun, funny. It's going to be shady. It's sometimes going to be messy. It's going to be exciting, but it's going to be entertaining. Um, the Jason Lee, uh, the Jason Lee um, show is really just getting into deeper, deep dive conversations with people that you want to see. Um, you know, so far we have Blueface and Krishan, which are just hilarious. Um, Remy Ma and Hitman Hala. We have um, Claudia Jordan and Lunell. We have, of course, Cardi B. And then we have Lala and Da Vinci from the BMF. So we have some really good guests so far. But, you know, I'm also texting with Madonna and I'm talking to, um, you As know. one does. <laughs> right. I'm talking to a lot of people that I like and respect and want to talk to and that I've never interviewed. So I'm excited to see who pulls up. There's really like sky is the limit at this point, especially with the way that you're branching out. And I was looking at Hollywood Unlocked YouTube channel, over 300 and something thousand subscribers. Your own personal Instagram following is over half a million subscribers or half a million followers. Then we have Hollywood Unlocked on Instagram, over 3 million. Like you're really building this out and you're like podcast revolt. I mean, it really just seems like there's no stopping you. I am curious, how do we... And this even sounds like a ridiculous question, but how do we continue to expand? Or do you just focus on these new ventures and that's what you're expanding? Or does it, do you have ideas that go beyond this? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think when you look at expansion, there's different levels of that. Like being on The Breakfast Club today, um, you know, got, I got text messages from people that I have their phone number, but I don't bother them because they're mega superstars, but they, they listened to the show and they, they congratulated me and said that they enjoyed it and were, and were entertained by it. So it opens me up to audiences that I don't have, but it also puts me right back in the faces of superstars that I may not talk to on a daily basis, but that know me or have access to me. Um, and then also when I do different interviews, there's just different temperatures, right? When I go on, when I go on some shows, it's like straight fire the whole time and I'm burning it down. And then there's some I go on like this where I can enjoy a conversation and try, try to explain to an audience that may not know me um, the work that I've done to build what I've built. So I know how to code switch everywhere I go. I think if you look at the different levels of of growth, I mean, yeah, I'm going to continue to expand. I don't look at, oh, my God, I only have 500 and 
you know, 72,000 or whatever numbers on Instagram. I just post the content that I like for my audience. And if it grows, it grows. And if it doesn't, doesn't because I'm growing in all other areas. Um, and, you know, audience development is a it is a slow grind. It's a slow build. Everything that goes up fast comes down fast. Um, I'm very patient with the process of building sticky content. And my my fans who've supported me from day one, they've seen me grow from an Instagram and $100 and a website in a studio apartment to where I am now. And when I go live, they never know where in the world I am. Sometimes, I mean, I remember one of my followers said, yesterday you were in LA today you're in Dubai I'm like "Mm -hmm." and tomorrow I may be in Morocco I go where I want because I built a business that allows me to work from a computer and a phone anywhere in the world all right all right I like this I feel like I need to get on your grind here with everything that you're doing with the podcast and the new show I do have to ask this as well I'm sure you've been offered many deals in the past why do this on your own one, I love to work hard. I work very, very, very um, much uh, more effective when I'm under pressure. Um, I Right now, I've booked this this week. I was just laying in bed right now before you got here because I was exhausted. I mean, I've, I've been up since 4 a.m. working. Um, I yesterday had a conference call with a booker because I book all my own guests. I call Cardi. I call Rihanna. I call Madonna. I call these people myself because they're on my phone. And I can't hand these phone numbers over to a booker. And then I don't deal with publicists or managers or agents and all that because it just I just don't get caught up in that that cycle of whatever the industry is. I try to have real authentic experiences and talk to the talent directly on what their um, what their intentions are for interviews and conversations that they have because I want them to um, come across the way that they would like. At the same time, answering the questions that the audience want. But now I'm getting to a point where with three shows, filming, you know, three shows a week um, or, you know, in my case, last week, five episodes. I don't want the burden of also having to, um, you know, book every every guest for every show. I do have a producer that I stole from Kelly Clarkson. So she's producing the show. I do have um, another person that's doing all the research and then I have a social media team. So I do have support around the shows. But I'm also very much detailed. Like last night, I was texting Revolt on the 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 commercial that's going on Revolt TV of what does it look like? Let me see and give me my notes. And we got to do this because I'm very much the executive producer and in in, uh, in involved with my brand. So I'm learning to let go because you can't do everything. But I do. I'm figuring out systems so where I'm still on top of it all, where I can still see it all, give approvals, you know, and find a team that drives the work as hard as I do. All right. And do you feel like since you do have so many close relationships with a lot of the people that you would be bringing on your show, have you ever had an experience or a moment where something was just breaking about one of your guests or someone that you would be speaking with? And they're like, hey, sorry, squash that. You can't talk about it. And then you have to navigate around it when it's almost like, I don't know, for example, let's use Cardi B. She comes on, she might be in this major lawsuit and you're like, hey, I want to talk about it. And she's like, squash it. It's not happening. Is that frustrating for you? Well, Cardi, you know, again, we have a very deep relationship. Somebody you talk to three, four, five times a day, you know, for the last six, seven years. I mean, I've talked to her privately about everything. So the conversation is less about what we can talk about um, and more about where she's uncomfortable, but how are we going to talk about it? Um, so I, t- I asked her everything I wanted. She, her team was concerned and a little nervous for her because she had some new people on her team and they know me and they know what I do. And they were a little nervous for her coming on the show. 
and they didn't want her to talk about some things, but she was very clear to them about, no, I'm going to talk about that and I'm going to do it on his show because he's my friend and I want to support him. And I think it's important for, you know, to note that because for her to be such a big superstar and to come on my show, she doesn't go in studios and do interviews, really. She does Zooms and Rihanna releasing her baby photos with me. She didn't have to do that. She could have gave that to Vogue or people. But I just I feel very grateful and humbled that I've been able to build relationships with these people who trust me to have some of the most intimate experiences um, in front of the world. And um, yeah, so I think the show when you see Cardi B, you, she even sitting there and talking to her every day on the phone, interviewing her, she was a very different Cardi B. Wow. And, you know, I think that's interesting, too, what you said is playing off of these relationships and people forget how important that these relationships are because they can make or sometimes even break your business. And having those close relationships really, like you said, Rihanna's first baby pics, you know, I mean, that's wild and massive. And some people would be like, oh, it's just baby photos. But People forget how big this is for your business. Yeah. And, and it's Rihanna. And I want to also say ASAP because ASAP Rocky, I knew before Rihanna. And, you know, I'm sure that was a joint decision. Although I was talking to her, they, they are very much a partnership and that's his child as well. And so for them to trust me and then they were going to give me the now I will say they were going to give me the baby reveal photos, but they they got so caught up in the moment they forgot. And, you know, and so I didn't get those. But they, she, she told me, oh, I, I, was, I told Rocky we we're going to give you those. So for her to think about me and to call me, it means the world to me. But I'm so grateful that I get to tell her anytime I want that, how much she means to me. And, um, and yeah, she, she, with her doing that for me, uh, it was great. And, and, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, I don't really want to talk about her too much because I don't want to ruin the relationship because I actually enjoy the relationship with her. But then at the same time, her giving me the photos of her baby, she has to know that that's going to have people bring it up in interviews and want to talk about it. And so I think that that's her way of helping my business continue to get press and, and get, um, acknowledgement. So, you know, love her, love him. And, uh, just grateful for her trust. Nice. All right. And then I have another question about your new show because you're building this out, but like anything else, if you continue to go the way that you're going, obviously you said that Hollywood Unlocked is worth millions of dollars and eventually somebody might want to buy your show or put you on another network. If they come to you with that, because you said you are trying to relinquish a certain element of control and trust the people around you, but there's only certain things you can do that with. But if a network comes to you and says, you're killing it, we love your show, we want to buy it, still have you as the host, obviously, it's the Jason Lee show. Is that something you'd be open to for the right number or no? We're keeping complete control. Well, let me say this. One, I'm extremely happy to have done this deal at Revolt with Dottavio. Um, Dottavio is the CEO over there, and he really, um, really pushes culture and believes in buying black and has supported me and has introduced me to some of the biggest brands like AT&T or Pepsi that they work with and um, was very clear at the onset of meeting me that he wanted to do something together. And we did. And he, we did a deal where I'm in you know, control of my brand. I'm in control of the creativity. I'm driving the creativity and this and the guests and the tone of the show. And they're sharing in the profit of it all on the back end, which is unique as well. Um, and so, you know, I'm excited to be at Revolt and, you know, um, I, I can't see anything past then. But if I had to think hypothetically, if somebody came to me and said, hey, you know, Jason, you know, we see the evolution in your partnership with Revolt. We want to do something with you whether it's this show or another show and they want to do a big deal and where I can relinquish some control, but not just be a talent, not just be a figurehead that they control, 
I'd entertain it, but I don't want to be anywhere where they just hire me to do a job and I'm told what to do and told what I can say because I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to, nobody partnering with me or where I don't have control over how I say what I say or how I present myself or telling me the type of people I have to talk to and the type of things I can't like, nah, that, that partnership, that's not a partnership. That's just, that's a puppet. And I I don't want to be a puppet. There's no price for um, my, there's no price for my, um, for my character. There's no way in my ability to do what I do effectively. It's not in your wheelhouse. Not at all. And my next question for you is since you are constantly, you know, talking about the story, whether it's a different celebrity, whoever, have you ever had to deal with yourself being the story? And if you have, how do you deal with that? Putting yourself in their shoes. Well, you know, the queen, of course, that was the story. I mean, yes, everybody around the world heard that. I mean, I don't really care, though. I, I operate on two things. How many people are talking about me and my business and how much money am I making, right? So whether I get a story right or wrong, if it goes viral, it's it's great for it's great for my business. You can't fire me. I'm not an employee that got a story wrong. I'm the CEO who got a story wrong. And so there's no cancel culture hurting me. I lost no deals. I made more money. Um and it was an unfortunate mistake, but you know, that's not the first time that they've written bad things about me or critical things about me. They've written great things, bad things. All of it is par for the course. When you're a public figure, you take it on the chin and you keep on going. And if you're a CEO and you're getting into any business, specifically digital media and entertainment, you have to have thick skin. I was built with thick skin. Um, I've survived the worst already. And, you know, no one story has made me or broken me. Do you feel like, I mean, I like that answer, especially because you're like, listen, it's the numbers and the money. If the numbers and the money are going up, then hey, it is what it is. It's it at is the end of the day. It is what it is. Shit happens. If someone came to you, and I know that we were just talking about the show, but if someone came to you for Hollywood Unlocked and put a number on the table, would any number ever make you get to that point where you're like, okay, this is my baby. I built this, but I would sell it. Oh, no, the Hollywood Unlocked is a build to sell business. So at some point, yeah, I mean, you know, right now we're at 50 million. If we get to 500 million, when we get to 500 million, that's a real conversation to have. And depending on what the landscape of my cap table looks like and how much equity I have and where I am in life with my my life. Yeah, I mean, I'll entertain it. My goal is to get to a half a billion or a billion dollar valuation. There's different things I know we need to do. Like we have to figure out products. We have to figure out content. You know, is there a subscription opportunity and the festival and merch? I mean, there's just so many things that we're doing and want to do that yeah, eventually when we get to the $500 million or $750 million conversation, then that's a real conversation to have because I am not married to doing this forever. Uh, but at the same time, I do know with as much as I'm involved with Hollywood Unlocked that, you know, that maybe maybe not own and operate it, but, you know, still have a small piece and be the chairman or or be a consultant or guide the brand, you know, and still get another check. Um, that's that's possible. Like because you know, brands, brands like Verizon, AT&T, Viacom, CBS, NBC Universal, all those people are looking for audience. And how many of these networks have uh, urban sh- content or shows that skew urban and they don't know how to market to them? We speak directly to those consumers, but we also speak to mainstream. 
And to be able to grow an audience with that, you know, we we have over 275 million impressions cross platform, over a billion minutes watched on YouTube. We have, um, you know, 4 million downloads on our podcast and now launching the show on a network with a really robust um, publicity and marketing plan. You're going to see us everywhere. So I know what I'm building. If somebody came to me now and say, oh, you got the $50 million value, here's 50, here's 100 million. No, we're not doing that right now because I know where we're going. Last year, we were at a 25... Last year we had a $25 million valuation. And then in four months we doubled because of revenue to 50 million. So who knows what the next six months are going to hold. Jesus. All right. Well, Jason, we're sending you all the positive vibes and growing out Hollywood unlocked to not, not even half a billion. We're going to say a billion. Let's go um, big. Let's go big. Let's go big. And I'm so fascinated by your new show. I cannot wait to see all of the guests that you have coming on. You are completely inspiring in the sense that there are so many people who start off on podcasts or YouTube channels or think that they're going to make a, a website that's talking about gossip in Hollywood or whatever the case is. And not everyone has it in them to take it all the way, which you clearly do. So this has been great. I mean, I, I look up to you. I truly look up to you and what you do. And I think that it's so exciting and I can't wait to see you continue to flourish and grow. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, and I started my business at 30, what, 37. And so I think that like a lot of times when I first started, I was like, man, I'm older. You know, I wish I would have started at 23. Well, at 23, I wasn't ready. I didn't. I mean, at 37, I didn't have all of the fortitude of like knowing what I needed to do right now. But I mean, you know, I, I started at the right time. I started when I was ready and now I'm really in it. I'm obsessed with it and it's working out. So I appreciate that. I agree. I agree. And hey, by the way, fantastic name. My husband's name is Jason. So it's just another one in the pocket. Another reason we love you over here. But well, you, I have a show on Revolt and you have a husband. I'm looking for a husband. So, you know, you want to swap? I'll <laughs> no. take I'll take the show on Revolt. You'll take the hut. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jason, thank you so much. We appreciate the hell out of you. And we will be posting all over the place for people to go check out your new show. You're the best. We really appreciate your time for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.